Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Wednesday, June 14th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Uh, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Let's get things going today, guys. Here is uh, we'll have Legion action tonight on Radio TV and on YouTube, and it's an area game for the post-14 Hornets senior team as they'll take on Potomac Valley post-64. And, uh, you know, obviously area games mean a little bit more than – you know, any old Legion game because there's an area tournament that'll be hosted here at P.O. Faulkner Park uh, in mid-July. And, uh, you know, that that will seed your record in the area, seeds how things go in that tournament. And then that tournament, we'll see, we'll see who goes to, I believe, Charleston for the state tournament this year. Uh, but the post-port 14 team that's had a couple of days off since winning the uh, Woodback Classic in Morgantown, and uh, have a plethora of starting options at pitcher tonight. Um, and, you know, we talked with Trip Tobin on Monday. Lane DeLauder not available this week, going up to see his brother play when he makes his minor league debut. Uh, but Chase Herndon's available, Carson Boomer's available, and Caleb Fletcher available to start. Plus, Finn Horowitz back, and he'll be available out of the bullpen. So a lot of options for Trip Tobin tonight. Definitely. And, uh, you know, it's a good matchup. This is a post-64 team that has several players that we will recognize from the high school season, uh, whether it be from Hampshire or Petersburg or whichever schools all feed into that post-64 program. So, um, you know, they're a pretty talented team, uh, and they have guys that have played against these uh, same players on the Hornets before during the high school season. So, you know, these two teams are pretty familiar with each other, um, which should lead to a pretty good ball game, I would think, tonight. Uh, in Berkeley post-14, you know, just proving over the weekend uh, that they don't necessarily need their full roster to have success. So I would expect something similar here today. Uh, it should be another good performance out of this group. Um, you know, they've definitely gotten off to a good start. Um, and I'm excited to see some of the guys that, haven't necessarily played a lot in the games we've seen or whatever the case may be depending on who all they do have tonight and of course uh if jackson's out there or whoever else is able to go there's a lot of kaiser student or players on this team they went to the state tournament yeah they had a solid team when we saw them in the martinsburg doubleheader uh during the regular season so you know um looking forward to this game here tonight and uh to see the hornets is always a you know a fun time because they have a quality team yeah and you know looking at this potomac valley team they're hungry for a win they lost to the martinsburg blue Sox last night 14 to 2 um not too sure but uh you know looking at that roster obviously there's some guys on that roster uh for uh, Blue Sox that we would uh, recognize. Uh, Kyle Lohr, Aiden Milton, Camian Gonzalez, Riley Bubb, 
Uh, not too sure. You know, I know he's playing multiple teams this year. Not not too sure if he'll be there tonight. I believe Alex Bromwell played in the game. Jake Zittle, DJ Triggs, uh, Nick Reeves. Dylan Stevens appeared to be playing there last night as well. Um, but, uh, you know, looking at this post-64 team, Bumpy Van Meter, he went one and one third inning yesterday, giving up seven earned runs and 49 pitches. Charlton had a pitch 93 last night, and Jones had a pitch 53. So although they're hungry for pitching, might not be in their favor tonight as they had to burn three arms last night. Yeah, we're not sure how much depth they have when it comes to pitching, and we've seen in a few matchups that we've already uh, got to witness for post-14, there were the teams that they went up against didn't have the depth that we know Berkeley post-14 has. So with those options that we already listed off or that you listed off, Spencer, earlier, and guys coming back on the offensive-slash-defensive side, too, we already mentioned Finn Horowitz could be out there. Uh, Baden Hartman will probably be back as well as he was at the north-south football game so with him back in the lineup too as well as a few junior guys that have been called up because of some injuries and different other things I think the way this team's playing right now you can expect them to win tonight Nick any thoughts yeah I mean I would definitely expect the Hornets to win I think they have the better team even with a uh, full strength pitching staff or post 64 but I think it could be a close game um and you know, with Legion, you're never 100% certain who's available and who's not. So uh, that's also a factor heading into this game. But, I mean, they just came off of a great tournament. They've proved to have guys that can play up on the junior team if they need to as well. So, um, you know, it should be some exciting baseball tonight. And you definitely don't want to miss it. If you enjoy high school baseball in this area, you get to see a lot of good players uh, every, every time the Hornets step on the field. so Yeah, and uh, once again, we, I think we mentioned this yesterday on uh, the show, but uh, Braylon Connor, he uh, underwent surgery uh, on his finger that he hurt at the state tournament. Prayers out to him and uh, Mike Lupus as well as he continues to recover from that shoulder surgery as uh, they lose summer baseball this summer, as they lose their summer seasons. Uh, but Guys, uh, let's turn our attention to football, high school football here locally. Uh, Colin, a big D1 offer for a Martinsburg football player. Yeah, we talked or about... first D1 offer. Yeah, first say. D1 offer for Rashad Reed. Congrats to him as Robert Morris uh, has now offered him. And we talked at, over the weekend. It was uh, his first camp that he made a visit to was at Robert Morris, I believe. He did the WVU camp a few days ago, and I can't remember if it might be today or tomorrow is the St. Francis one, but there's a few on his list, so congratulations to Rashad Reed. I think he'll get a few more Division One offers as the uh, season rolls along here, but it's definitely a good sign for him. Yeah, I think uh, that's about the level of competition where you'd expect offers for a guy like Rashad. Uh you know d1 and um he's a talented player obviously you know one of the best defensive players in the state maybe a little bit undersized height wise uh for the next level depending on you know how high he's gonna go um but you see the strength obviously makes up for some of that so um you know explosive player good speed as well so i'm intrigued to see where he ends up and how he gets recruited but a uh, big, strong kid with a, a good motor seems to have, you know, a good knowledge of the game uh, when you guys have spoken to him. So 
I think uh, you know it's great for him to get this first D1 offer, and we'll see where he ends up. Yeah, we will. And uh, more high school sports news. As yesterday, we get word we knew Bernie Dolan, the executive director for the West Virginia Secondary School Athletic Commission, announced, uh, I believe, at the basketball state tournament that he was going to retire at the end of June. We know who will replace him now, uh, David Price. He announced his retirement last month from his position as the superintendent of Raleigh County Public Schools. Uh, the end of his career in education that spanned 40 years. Well, Price will now replace Bernie Dolan as the executive director of the SSAC, a move confirmed Monday by Price, or Tuesday, excuse me, by Price and members of the SSAC. He was the Raleigh County School Superintendent for the last nine years after occupying the position of Assistant Superintendent for the previous two years. So he's been in education. Uh, this is a big move, obviously, a native of Boone County who was a football and basketball baseball assistant coach at Scott High School from 83 to 98. And uh, he also worked in the West Virginia Department of Education Office of School and Improvement and Principal Leadership during that time as well. Uh, he's a 1982 graduate of Marshall University, so he's you know stayed within the state during his whole educate career in education. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the SSAC navigates all this stuff with a new leader at the end of the at the beginning of next month. I don't really have anything because I don't know enough about him. Uh, my only hope is I guess that he's pro uh, student athlete with the changes and maybe we see changes to the way uh the ssac has viewed things because of his leadership for instance the new transfer rule yeah and um also it is expected that he will work with wayne ryan who's the assistant executive director and cindy daniel uh while a third person is expected to fill a role that as a replacement to Greg Reed, who unexpectedly passed away in January. So they're going to hire another person in, in that SSAC office as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's just news that uh, maybe pertains to how the governing body will react to the new rule that the state governing body uh, has put into place with the transfer, transfer rule. And uh, from what we understand, there's not a lot that could be done from the SSAC side because it is now a state thing from what we have been told uh, and uh, could be huge the way that things are run. And uh, maybe, you know, from what we understand, the state now has a little bit of pool in the SSAC. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's all we have right now, but that'll do it. For this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. Shout out to Kent Parsons Ford uh, at 1400 Shepherdstown Road in Martinsburg or online at ParsonsFord.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Just sipping on summertime. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. 
night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in, in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county. I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more. So I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the, the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday, June 14th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. As uh, I guess we have to report news that we probably didn't want to report about a former Shepherd football player. As yesterday, we get the word that uh, Brian Walker unfortunately gets cut by the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are now the worst franchise in the world, according to Colin. Yeah. Nick, what do you have to say, the I mean, resident Raven fan? I knew it would be tough for Brian Walker to make the team. Uh, the Ravens are pretty stacked at tight end. They drafted two guys last year that were probably going to be locks to make it behind, of course, Mark Andrews, who's one of the better tight ends in football. So you know, it was a, it was a tough spot for Brian. Uh, you wish that he could have made it into a mandatory mini camp and, of course, training camp and maybe even the preseason with the Ravens, so that would give him a better opportunity to make it with another team because they could see what he could do in a preseason. Uh, but obviously, you know, the Ravens felt like he wasn't really ready for the NFL. Um, we knew it would be tough for him to make it into the NFL. We'll see if he gets another opportunity or if he goes to another league. Uh, I think Brian has some things that could lead him to being a professional football player. He's got good height. Uh, good blocker, good catcher of the football, maybe lacks in some other key instances like his agility or whatever the case may be that holds him back from being a NFL quality tight end. But we'll see uh, if there's another opportunity for him in the NFL or in the XFL or whatever the case may be. So uh, still, I think Brian Walker can take this as a positive experience. He made it at least two OTAs. Which, through OTAs. Yeah, which is he a made it past kind of the tryout portion. Right. He wasn't a priority free agent. No. So, I mean, it's pretty big just in that spot as well, I think. Yeah, I think it shows that he at least impressed enough to make it that far. Uh, unfortunately, didn't make it to minicamp. But we'll see if there's another team that picks him up or if he ends up playing in one of these other leagues because I do think he has the ability to 
play professional football. I just don't know if it's in the NFL. Yeah. All, and, all the points Nick made are accurate, and we stated that when he was first signed by the Ravens, it was going to be tough because tight end position in Baltimore is one of the more secure spots, I feel like, if not probably the most secure spot other than maybe Justin Tucker or Lamar Jackson when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, still wish Walker the best of luck and hopefully find somewhere either in the NFL, XFL, USFL, CFL, or, you know, he has all the options that he wants if he uh, chooses to do so, and I think he will. And we'll hear shortly where he's at next. Yeah, we will. And uh, speaking of the Ravens, uh, a much-anticipated debut yesterday, and speaking to the media, was Odell Beckham. Excuse me, Odell Beckham Jr. Nick, he finally ran some routes, did some stuff for the Ravens yesterday. Uh, receiving core just bolstered up. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Odell Beckham Jr. is probably the biggest star this team's brought in that wasn't drafted there. Uh, so I think that's kind of brought some attention, and he might be the biggest star to ever play for the team. I mean, obviously, you know, Ray Lewis was a pretty big name across the league but um you know Odell is super popular so it's definitely different to see that type of player especially on offense playing for the Ravens I think that's exciting um now what is he going to bring on the field that's still yet to be seen but according to him he feels fast he feels good um obviously the Ravens invested a lot of money into him even though it's only a one-year deal uh so they're pretty excited I guess about it and I'm hoping it works out um, I think he'll fit in well as long as he contributes to this team. You know, he's had some issues in the past with, you know, demanding the football and everything, but that was with the Cleveland Browns who, I mean, are kind of a bad team to go to, and that was with Baker Mayfield. So hopefully Lamar can get him the football and everything works out there. But, you know, he's supposedly a good friend with Lamar, so that was one of the reasons he wanted to come. And then I think it helped Lamar uh, decide to sign. Did you notice – did you watch any of what he said yesterday? Did you see any of those um, clips? I saw a few. Did you see what he was wearing? The hat I saw he, he had an Orioles yeah, I saw the on. Orioles hat on. Yeah. So he's already embracing Baltimore. Yeah, which is good nice to hat. see. It's really good to see. Let's hear a little clip of what he had to say when speaking of the media yesterday. You said you feel good about what you Yeah, I feel good. It's, it feels good to be able to get out of bed and not feel, um, you know, pain. It feels good to – feel like if I need to take off running right now, I could take off running. You know, it, it, um, it's been a, a long journey this time around, um, and it was its own process. So I just had to take that for what it was. All right, there was Odo Beckham Jr. speaking at Ravens minicamp, mandatory minicamp, so he makes it there. Uh, let's uh, talk about another mandatory minicamp, uh, something we kind of talked about yesterday that broke um, was the fact that Stephon Diggs, according to uh, Coach McDermott, was not at Bill's minicamp, mandatory minicamp, and it was a very big concern. Well, that's not the whole case. Did you guys see this as it unfolded yesterday? I saw he was there before practice, but didn't practice. Yeah, I saw that that he left, and then I saw uh, Allen really kind of take some blame for the uh, issue saying, last year that we probably could have handled better with him and that's what you like to see from a quarterback is taking ownership being the leader and kind of in a way trying to plead to get Diggs back so what is what is it that Stefan Diggs wants though 
Like, I don't know. I think kind of like what you just said about OBJ. He wants the ball more. I mean, he gets the ball quite a bit. I know. I watch them play. But And having Gabe Davis on my fantasy team, I wanted him to get the ball more. Well, and all I, I would see was digs, digs, digs. It's the only guy Allen throws but to. Remember when we played this, the little clip yesterday from McDermott? He said, yes, everybody is here at the current time, but digs. Yeah. So... He was there. He never said that he wasn't there. He just said that he wasn't currently there. Right. Yeah. So the story was that he didn't show up at all. And then uh, the agent for Stefan Diggs said, no, he, he's in Buffalo. He's been there. He's had some meetings. Yeah, he just He'll be in Buffalo for the next couple of weeks. He just, whatever it is, he just felt like a walkout was necessary. Yeah. I don't know. Does he want, like, traded? Like, what's going on? Well, the thing is, his contract is untradeable. Well, then. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I don't think he truly knows what he's doing. I don't Send know. Him to Baltimore. You just want every receiver in Baltimore now? He's a Maryland grad. That is true. Or yeah. played there. I don't know if he graduated. So send him to Washington. They're playing in Maryland right now. For now. Yeah. I mean, he might be a fan of the Commanders for all we know. Who knows? I don't know. He's from the Maryland area, so he could be either team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of... Or he the- could be weird. <laughs> yeah, he could like like the Steelers or something. Yeah. I was going to say Dallas, but... Hopefully yeah. not. Everybody Speaking of Dallas. the Commanders, mm. their sale yeah, is see. closer to becoming official per CBS Sports Insider Jonathan Jones. NFL owners have been told to reserve July 20th and August 8th as dates for a possible special league meeting. At this meeting, is it expected the league will hold a vote to approve the sale of the Commanders franchise? The transaction will have to be approved by three-quarters of the NFL's ownership Obviously, we mentioned earlier this offseason they agreed, Dan Snyder agreed to sell the franchise for $6.05 billion to the Josh Harris-led ownership group. And uh, I guess Ron Rivera was asked yesterday uh, and said it was, quote, kind of a relief. It really seemed like a load that was lifted because everybody was on pins and needles for the last couple of months. Uh, You kind of wondered when, what was going to happen. And uh, so we know a, two dates that could be possible for that uh, sale to be finalized. And one of those dates would be before the commanders report to training camp, which obviously would maybe uh, add some more fans wanting to go to training camp. Yeah, uh, I think we saw that they were offering it. Was it training camp that could be open for a few practices? Oh, no, I, I it's don't open wanna, for 12. 12 practices, yeah. yeah, yeah. Free, uh, they'll have bleachers there and stuff. So A lot of upgrades. A lot of good Which things is good, coming, but trying to get the fans back. This entire process has started to get frustrating for me because of how long it's took. And we wanted Look. the exact opposite, right? We Look. wanted this to go quick. I know there was a lot of things that held it back, and it's understandable. But I said it earlier, we wanted it to go quick, and we want this sale to be over with because I don't want the new ownership for this season to feel rushed to have to do things. And as you just mentioned, one of those two options is a day before the season practices start. No, I think they don't report till the 27th. Still, do you really feel like those dates are enough time for new ownership to come in and get ready? We knew that nothing was going to get changed this year. It's not how owner like even even if they came in in March, it's not it's going to take six, nine, ten months. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, for things to kind of move in the direction that they want to. But the thing is, they do have a little bit of oversight because the payment is or the deal is agreed upon. So Dan Snyder is not overseeing this team. 
uh, you know, maybe Jason Wright's got some contact here with the Harris-led so. group because it seems like they're doing things that fans want right now. And they're installing a bunch of new things at FedEx Field. Yeah, uh, I remember whenever I visited, they were doing the new scoreboard, and that is finished. Yeah, and they're doing a new sound system. Mm-hmm. They're doing a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but, you know, one factor that could be interesting to see how all this all plays out is uh, guess what could be happening because it has not been announced yet. Uh, guess what could be happening in Ashburn, Virginia, and I guess the whole commander's training camp could be uh, documented. Uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks training camp with the Washington Commanders. That's not official yet, but uh, apparently... I heard they were having some issues finding a team that That's it, to do but it. the Commanders have said they want to do it. Yeah, what else... So why not? I think it'll be interesting. I would buy HBO just to watch it. Yeah. Then you can watch some other things on there. That's true. I guess should should I say I should buy Max? Is that what it's called now? Yeah, it's they they dropped the HBO. Yeah, it's just well HBO is still like the thing if you're watching it on like cable. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. But you got some homework. You got to watch the Shack documentary. That's on there. All right, let's move on That's here. All I got. Yeah, the next thing on our list of stuff it's to talk beef. about: the Texans are having Game a quarterback competition. Is this really needed? The answer for no. me, short answer is no. Yeah, it's definitely weird, right? I mean, I understand why they're doing it uh, because it's like we said before: you don't really name a starter with rookies typically this early. But like David Davis Mills is trash, so yeah. like. CJ CJ Stroud's going to be their starting quarterback. There's no reason to run Davis Mills out there at all. So I I hope they don't delay the start of the Stroud era unless he's like looking pretty bad as well. But I don't think he will. I think he'll be a solid quarterback. I know he didn't test well in some of the IQ and all that, but um you know, I think you watch him at Ohio State. He's got good accurate football, decent arm, uh big strong kid can run. So I think Stroud will be their starter and uh, i think that's the best direction for the texans yeah it makes absolutely zero sense if mills gets any reps with the first string it should be all stroud all the way starting yesterday starting since he got drafted he's your guy otherwise you wouldn't have done it do like bryce young come out say he's the guy go with it there's no reason for this competition it makes zero sense it's not like they have a capable veteran backup like a Jacoby Brissett or even if they had Andy Dalton. Yeah. It would make more sense if the roles were reversed here. Yeah. Uh, but in this scenario where Davis Mills is not very good uh, and he's the only other guy that you could even consider starting and you wouldn't because he's not that good. And everybody else questions why he's in the league. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he shouldn't be in the league. I think he's good enough to be a backup, maybe, but... Third string? Yeah, second, third, depending on your team. So, Texan second string. Yeah, Texan second string. Yeah. Uh, How about this interesting news note? I guess Dalvin Cook yesterday was on the Rich Eisen show, and uh, he said he will prioritize the fit, quote, the fit for me and my family and an organization that, quote, values him. Uh, when it does, when it comes to a new team, he is picked. I guess his shoulders feeling great. Uh, he is a hundred percent healthy. Um, but the running back market, we talked about this last week. 
there's just no running back market in the league right now if you're over the age of 26. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, we talk about how running backs start to decline once they get closer to 30. I'm wondering if there's any chance Dalvin Cook goes back to Minnesota on a cheaper deal. Yeah, that, um, that could be an option, I feel like. I, I don't know if that's been ruled out or not, but the Dolphins have kind of emerged as the team that most people believe will pick up Dalvin Cook, but they haven't obviously said anything, and Cook hasn't. But they, they've, they've said they love their running backs is what well, Mike McDaniel said. of course they're going to say that because they haven't made a move yet. Yeah. Um, but it would make sense, right? He went to FSU. He's from you know Florida, so uh, that could definitely be a landing spot. The Bills could be a landing spot with James Cook being there, his brother. So, you know, that's maybe a possibility. Um, Or I think a return to Minnesota could make some sense still. And I don't know if he wants to do that. With him saying that he wants somebody that values him, maybe he already feels like the Vikings don't value him since they released him. But, uh, you know, I think from the logic there that if a cheaper deal could work for the Vikings, I think they would take Dalvin Cook on a cheaper deal, just probably not on the current contract that they were paying him. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Before we hit the break here, saw the trailer pop up earlier this morning, uh, but uh, we talked about this, I think, a few months back when it was announced. Quarterback uh, is a first-of-its-kind partnership between the NFL and Netflix, offering unprecedented access to three of the league's top players. The nine-episode series follows quarterbacks who, for the first time ever, are mic'd up for every single game from the beginning of the 2022 season. To its conclusion, conclusion, it's not just life on the field either. Quarterbacks take fans from inside the huddle to inside the players' homes, showing how they navigate the pressures of their professional and personal lives. We Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota is the interesting thing here. How much do you see with him because of everything that happened at the end of the season with him in Atlanta? Yeah, wonder that. Wonder how it uh, shows how much of Mahomes' home. Maybe dealing with his brother. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Point. That is a personal life pressure. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see premieres on Netflix July 12th. Uh, and uh, I guess it's executive produced by none. Then who do you think would executive produce this? None other than Jerry Jones, Peyton Manning at Omaha productions. Huh. Should have known, right? Is that a good guess? I was no. going to say Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not executive director or producer. I don't know. I was he thinking goat day. quarterback. So. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your trigger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hackwilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, uh, the Stanley Cup, like we mentioned yesterday, was going to happen, and it did happen yesterday as the Golden Knights take home the Stanley Cup in what was a dominating performance uh, really throughout the whole playoffs, I feel like, for the Golden Knights who in their sixth season get the Stanley Cup. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Oh, my, my, I make it real good living in this city. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. <laughs> the Traeger Connected Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor. And then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. 
Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. (laughs) 20 seconds remaining. The Golden Knights start to celebrate on their bench. Silver trophy to the Golden Knights. There it is, the final call from the Stanley Cup final as the Vegas Golden Knights win 9-3 last night, courtesy of TNT uh, with Kenny Albert on the call. Uh, what a showing last night for the Vegas Golden Knights. They, they scored nine goals in this one to win the Stanley Cup. And Six years in, they win their first Stanley Cup in their second appearance. We talked a lot at length yesterday about uh, kind of just what they, you know, how they've been built. And I, there's a clip. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. The Golden Knights owner, I guess, when they announced it at the draft, I think the previous year or something, he said, we're going to win a cup in six years. I think you're right that I remember hearing that, and he, he was right. I mean, the first time around, they lose in five. Second time around, they win in five and absolutely dominated from start to finish yesterday. As you said, nine goals, stone with a hat trick, and we knew basically that it was going to be tough for Florida to win this one. And when you hear that uh, Kolchuk is out in the game, you knew there was absolutely no chance that Florida was winning that game five and Vegas uh, just blew them out yeah I mean winning nine to three isn't a very competitive game so um, pretty dominating series overall for Vegas and pretty dominating playoffs for them as well so uh, impressive to see this especially early in your expansion we talked a lot yesterday about maybe how the NHL handled the expansion helped them a little bit 
uh, and getting off to a quick start, but still, I think it's very impressive to you know, already win a Stanley Cup just six years into an expansion. I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Yeah, and uh, former Capitals win the Cup there. Uh, George McPhee wins his first as the, uh, I guess he's not the GM anymore. He's in a front office person. Okay. I think he stepped aside from being GM. Chandler Stevenson wins his second Cup last night, uh, the former Capital. Uh, but uh, now with that, all we have left until August, late August is baseball. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because the Orioles are good. Yeah, just the Orioles being good is all Colin's looking forward to. Soccer. All right, but uh, speaking of the off season, yesterday we talked at length with Dylan about kind of the off season for the NBA. Uh, Nick, the Wizards could be uh, making some moves this summer. Yeah, it seems like it, right? I mean, they're going into a new regime uh, with the GM and president, so um, you know, new guys kind of in control, and I think. This is a team that, like we said before multiple times, they're really in a situation where they're not good enough to win a championship, but they're not bad enough to get really a top player in the draft. So they probably need to head into a full rebuild at this point. Now, uh, there's several things being rumored right now. One is, will Bradley Beal be traded before the draft, uh, which I believe is set for the 22nd? Yep. Um, And... The report is from Brian Windhorst of ESPN that this trade, if Beal gets traded, it will probably be for less than what people would maybe think when you think of Bradley Beal and his value, uh, which is definitely you know interesting. And the reasoning for that is because he's making like $47 million or something, and then he's going to make over 50 in a few years. So teams aren't really happy with his contract considering that he's been kind of injury-prone. Injury-prone. Um, and that's obviously a concern. So the Wizards, if they trade them, you know, probably it's going to be a, to a contender, and it's probably not going to be for as much as you would initially think a Bradley Beal trade would get back, but it would make sense for the Wizards to trade Beal because of his injury and the fact that they're not really trying to be a contender, it seems like, right now. Porzingis is probably going to opt in uh, to his player option, which is due like $36 million. Um, I think you probably see him with the team and maybe traded at the deadline uh and then kuzma's probably gonna opt out and i would expect him to go to another team uh for some big money so that's kind of the situation right now with the wizards um i'm hoping they can maybe send beal to portland for the third pick but i don't think it's gonna happen i think portland's probably gonna trade lillard um it seems like the heat could be a good spot for bradley beal uh, but what Do you think that turns them point? into actual championship contenders next year? The Heat? Yeah. I mean, they're already championship I mean, yes, contenders. but but they only have, like, what, those two guys, and the rest are, like, guys that were undrafted. Right. That's yeah, what I was... for the most part. I mean, they are kind of a team that went on a pretty miraculous run. I think adding Beal would be a good scorer to add to this team. They already have some solid defenders, uh... I don't know. I mean, it definitely puts them toward the top of the East. I don't know if it puts them above the Celtics or the Bucks, but you wouldn't have expected that this past year. So I think they would still need to, and it depends on what they gave up to. Yeah, even though you've heard that Beal wants to stay in D.C. and D.C. has kind of wanted him, you got to go full rebuild. you got to find a team that is willing to give you something for him. And at this point, as Nick just mentioned, it kind of seems like it will be 
anything that you give to them, even though Beal does have the only no trade clause. He has the no trade clause in the league right now, so that's another thing. And he has a lot of money coming his way. So with all those signs, it it seems like no team would want to trade for him at all. You gotta remember. I mean, people thought it would be impossible for the Wizards to trade John Wall, and they turned John Wall into Russell Westbrook. So, um, and for that season, Westbrook was a pretty good trade acquisition. So I think, you know, teams will take a risk on a star player that has injury issues, um, especially if the price for that player is not as significant as most star players go for in the NBA. So I think that's something to consider too with this Beal situation, but. Um, if and when he gets traded, I don't expect the package to be something as good as I would hope for. I don't think I see any first-round pick. Maybe, yeah, like, I, don't know. I mean, for the Heat, their first-round pick's going to be a late first, so maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It could be possible. I mean, it's going to be the 29th pick in the draft. Typically, True. you're not going to get anything too good there. Hey, we've got some breaking news for a story we talked about here in the last segment. Uh, according to NF, uh, Dave Dov Clemen, he's an NFL reporter. Update, Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs is present at minicamp today, so he is in the building today, and he will practice with the team. Maybe you just had a stomach bug yesterday, you know? He ate a bad breakfast. <laughs> give him the benefit case. of the doubt, right, Colin? You won't he, give he, Nick, he was there that morning. So. You won't give Nick the benefit of the doubt, but you'll give Stephon Diggs. Well, Diggs deserves it. Why is Colin giving me the benefit of the doubt? What did I do wrong? I don't know. It was before the show. Oh, uh, yeah. About the the log. That's because Colin doesn't like me. No. <laughs> it's not true. Wow. All right. Uh, the NBA Finals like ratings, they were down. <laughs> yes. They were down from good 2022, but playoff sure. viewership is up. was up this year. What do we think about the, the viewership? I guess ABC, ESPN, TNT averaged 5.47 million viewers per game during the playoffs, the most watched playoffs in five years. Mm-hmm. But the Finals ratings were down Uh from last year when it was a six-game series between the Warriors and the Celtics. The 2023 finals concluded with Game 5 that averaged 13.084 million viewers. That was a four-year high for a Game 5, slightly beating out last year's NBA Finals Game 5 with 13.016. What do we think about viewership, and do you think it has to do with a lot of cord cutters potentially, or... Just the fact that games are later in the evenings, they're not, you know, 7 I'd say maybe games. games later in the evenings, but still, I mean, All the you got the West games, Coast. I think we're at 8.30. So. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Cord cutting's not an issue, I feel like, because YouTube TV is, what, the main sponsor of the finals anyway, for example. So I don't think it's that. I don't know. I mean... I think it has to do with the matchup. You know, the yeah, for the finals, the it was the matchup. Isn't that exciting. And viewership went up for every other round, so... Exactly. Um... I think if the finals were a little bit more competitive, too, we probably would have saw a more close number to what we've seen in the past for the finals. But the fact that once the Nuggets kind of took a 3-1 lead, it, it seemed like this was over. And even, you know, the 2-1 lead, like besides the one game that the Heat squeaked out, the games really weren't that close or that entertaining that maybe people felt like they had to watch. So... Uh, that that probably plays the biggest factor in it. Um, the matchup wasn't a huge TV draw, I think, too. I mean, the Heat are a good draw usually, but uh, the Nuggets certainly aren't. And uh, I think all that played a big factor. So um, it kind of comes and goes with the NBA. 
uh, in terms of their ratings. It, I mean, if the Celtics would have played the Lakers, would have been probably huge ratings. Yeah, I think but it's just those yeah. two teams. I lost. think it's the teams. I think that's what it has to do with. Yeah, they're not huge markets, and they don't have huge fan bases necessarily. Not I mean, now. Miami's they, a big they market. might next year. Say Miami is, but yeah, Miami's a pretty big there. market. But I wonder what the Stanley Cup viewership was, because do you think people were dep- Southern South Florida fans were depressed yesterday after the the Heat lose, and I so mean, they didn't sure watch they, the Stanley Cup Finals? I don't know how many crossover hockey and basketball fans there are in South Florida. Who knows? But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk Nats, O's, and. Uh, the reverse boycott yesterday that the athletics held. You're tuned into the sports mix, or the athletics fans held, I should say. You're tuned into the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR two ten. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Attitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Swing and a miss, he got him! And the A's have won seven in a row! Celebration on the field, celebration on the speakers, and the A's have won back-to-back games against Tampa Bay. Longest winning streak since August of 21. It was like they won the World Series last night, Colin, in Oakland. 27-plus thousand fans show up. It's loud. They chant sell the team multiple times. They're silent during some of the times. It was a playoff atmosphere. 27,759 fans. Guess what? They won their seventh straight game. 
but it's probably too late because yeah because the same day they have the planned reverse boycott the state of nevada approves the uh, plans for a new stadium in vegas so i mean it as we said yesterday it was solving nothing it was just the way the fans wanted to make their statement they had fun they got to see their team win and now today they'll go back to only having like four thousand people at the game yeah i saw uh an interview with a fan that I thought it was pretty cool from CBS. Uh, but overall, you know, it's disappointing, I think, if you're an A's fan, obviously. They've lost already the Raiders, and now they're losing uh, the A's. And the same thing is due to the fact that they can't build a new stadium, so they're both going to Vegas. And, um, you know, I mean, this is a franchise with such a great history. You know, it's it's sad to see them leave, even though they're not my team. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I think just you feel for the fans. Yeah, and especially. But they can just become fans yeah, of the San Francisco Giants. Fans of the Giants, but you can't. But like well, you, already, that's tough. Yeah, that's a rival across yeah. the bay. Like you're just gonna now go cheer for them, or do you just I mean, you still, still cheer be for the A's? A's? You just can't really go to Vegas the games anymore. I think it's like what a four-hour flight or something. Yeah. But, hey, seven straight wins for them. The hottest team in baseball right now, and now they are currently on pace to not have the worst record in the modern era. And they're beating the Rays, which is And they're beating the Rays, which makes us OCD. You know who could have the worst record in the modern era? Just kidding, they won't. But uh, the Nationals, they fall 6-1 to to the Astros. Uh, They lose the start of that series. Game 2 set for tonight. 8-10 will join it in progress after Legion Baseball's over. How'd the O's do last night? I think they did really well. They hit a lot of home runs, and they got the win. And Gunnar Henderson, the player of the week for the AL, continues to stay hot. He had a Does he make the All-Star team? I don't think he'll be an All-Star. I think Richmond will probably be an All-Star. Does he he contend for Rookie of the Year? Uh, Yeah. He's in the running, probably. If he stays hot, yeah. He wasn't in the running, you know, a few weeks ago, but the way he's been playing, if that continues, uh, he could definitely be a guy that wins it. Yeah, I think the all-stars for the O's will be Rutschman and then Batista as a pitcher. Yeah, maybe Cano, maybe... Uh, maybe Cano. Should maybe be Maybe Austin Hayes. I don't know how he's doing. I don't even know who's an right all-star now. for the Nats. Maybe Joey Manessis? Maybe? Probably. Do they have a pitcher? bullpen guy not really that's typically who the bad teams get who knows i don't know but uh that will do it for this edition of the sports mix did just get a text from trip tobin tonight's game will not be at six o'clock which means we won't go on the air at 5 45 tonight's game is now at 6 30 uh they need to potomac valley needed to push the game back so we'll be on the air 6 15 for the pregame show with the first pitch set for 6 30 between the berkeley post 14 hornets and potomac valley post 64 uh, then, after that, as I mentioned, on the radio, you can tune in to uh, the Washington Nationals as they're taking on the Astros for Game 2, hopefully on the winning side tonight. Uh, but that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to, or, uh, thanks for tuning in today. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for some Legion baseball action or tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, Inwood, Berkeley Springs.